Welcome, Abundant Babe. I have been waiting for you. And I get the feeling I know you pretty well already. Because like me, you are the visionary, the eternal optimist, the one who embraces all aspects of her divine feminine while being grounded with ambitious and driven energy. You've got big dreams and you're ready to make it all happen. Well, let me tell you, soul sister, you've come to the right place. The Abundant Babe podcast is designed for goddesses just like you. We will talk about purposeful business, personal growth, mindset, money, manifestation, success, goals, all with a splash of spirituality and a tad of silliness. I know you've got it in you and now is the time, beautiful. Trust in yourself and take action on what myself and other abundant babes share in the sacred space. And believe me, babe, your life will continue to change and expand. I'm your host, Viola Hug, multi-passionate entrepreneur, mentor, and coach. And my purpose is to help visionaries manifest everything they want through alignment, spirituality, and tangible strategy. It is so great to have you here. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast. It is your host, Viola Hug, and today we've got a juicy interview for you. Um, well, I don't know if interview is even the right word. Conversation, like deep dive into all sorts of epicness. <laughs> and today I'm connected with someone over on the West Coast of the States. I'm so excited to welcome Erin Nicole Porter to the podcast. Welcome, Erin. Yay, thank you. So exciting to have you here. So um, let's let's get to know you a little bit before we go into like the stuff. Let's hear your story. Like let's let's get a little bit more personal with you. Sure, <laughs> the stuff. Um, yeah. So to give you all a little bit of background about me, I got started running social media and doing all that. Now I'm a business and mindset coach. So we'll start there, and then I'll kind of take you take you back. Um, so when I first got started in the online space, I was running marketing uh, for universities and also for fitness studios. And I got my start in network marketing. Um, so I started with um, Beachbody. That's where I kind of got my my feet wet in the whole entrepreneurial space. Um, I was also going to school full-time. I was getting a master's in higher education administration. So I did uh, like counseling for students in distress. I did a lot of leadership development for students um, and like helping them figure out what to do next with their life. So I had quite a variety of different things. And then on the side of that, I was building a health and fitness brand with Beachbody and then realized, oh, wow, like I could create my own um, workout programs, my own uh, health coaching and do that outside of there. So I had left the company to do my own thing. And then at that time, I had also left my full-time job in higher ed as well. So I was doing that um, full on, was doing some personal training, health coaching. Uh, yeah, left my nine to five. And then as I was transitioning, I kept realizing, you know, more and more, I was really talking a lot, you know, in network marketing about the business side of it. I'd also mm -hmm. been running a lot, of, like I said, a lot of different marketing campaigns, social media um, for companies, universities, uh, doing that. And had a lot of people asking me about how did I grow my business. So I had transitioned from health and fitness coaching into a little bit more of the mindset, keep diving into to more of the business and mm -hmm. here I am now. So it's been a wild and fun journey, but I love just really helping women. You know, I love the strategy side of everything and diving into the business strategy, but you know, my favorite thing to do is really connect on the energetic side as well. So it's like, okay, you know, if this isn't working, where can we deep dive and see? Because you, you really do need both. I mean, you can Google a lot of the strategies, 
but um, you know, if the mindset work isn't there or it's not matching up, then we got to figure out kind of where in the spider web do things need to connect a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I love that because that is totally my mindset as well. Like, I think that like magic really happens when you confuse both worlds together and bring in strategy where it's applicable, but then also like know how to elevate your mindset and your energy along the way. Um, For people who might be hearing that concept for like the first time, I mean, I'm sure everyone's heard of it, but I'd be really interested to hear your take on it. Like, where do you find that like... um, like when you're using, let's say, for example, strategy only, or maybe for someone else, they might be like only focused on the energetic stuff. Like, what do you find is the biggest thing that um, is like the reason to start implementing both aspects rather than just like having only strategy, for example? Yeah. So the first example that comes to mind when you say that is let's think of like an email opt-in and like a nurture sequence, or you think of like a webinar in your head. If you think that only 10% of that converts, because that's what, you know, people say in like the business world is, Oh, only like 1% of this converts or 10% of this converts or whatever that might be. Then in your head, what you're doing is you're saying, okay, like I, like this sequence or this email opt-in or this thing is going to be the thing that changes everything for me. And then, you maybe don't necessarily get the numbers that you're comparing yourself to, to what other people are saying. So in your head, you're like, okay, well, therefore, you know, if only 1% converts and I got 10 people and then I'm only going to get one person or whatever the numbers are that people say in the online world. And then therefore you end up blocking yourself because that's not necessarily true. Like the people that believe that that's what that works for them. But if that's where you feel on an, like not in alignment with then you know that, you know, if you have a hundred people on a webinar, then a hundred people could buy that thing. Like, so I think that that's one of the ways to, or, you know, another one that just comes off the top of my head is something with getting on like live video or allowing Mm -hmm. yourself to be seen. It probably goes back to some sort of inner child piece, allowing yourself to be seen, owning your worth. So there's always like an interconnection on what you believe to be true. And we're often as, you know, a mirror for what we're getting back into our business. So I think it's always just good to connect like, okay, the strategy, yes, that works. But like at the same point in time, like you have to have that belief and that trust in it um, for it to work too and not be so attached to like the outcome of like the linearity that can be within strategy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh my God. I so agree with that. And I love that because um, like when you were saying that and it's like, if a hundred people come to a webinar and you're thinking to yourself, oh, strategy says 10 people will buy, then that's kind of like one you would be upset if that didn't happen. But two, it's also you could possibly be limiting yourself. And what's so cool about this is that if you literally do the mindset and the energetic work, you can up-level yourself to, like you said, know that 100 people could buy. Um, which, yeah, that excites me so much because it just like reminds me of that we really do create our own limits, right? Right. Yeah, I love that. And um, what was the other thing you just said that I was like, ooh, I want to know more about that. Anyway, it'll come back to me, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, But one of the things as well that I've personally witnessed as well, because I went from very much like being very strategy focused, like I was still doing mindset work, but I think I was just like way on the other end of like um, thinking that I had to like hustle my way fully to the top without understanding like the balance. Um, And I, um, for my energetic design and all the things, like I had real massive burnout. And I know that's something that you're big on too. You even have a podcast, right? Like from burnout to breakthrough. And um, I would love to hear like, what was your experience with that? Like, did you experience burnout, which is what like also um, inspired you to create more change or how did that come about? 
Yeah. So I had really hit burnout in a lot of areas of my life since I had been really young. So when I, before I even started kindergarten, I was like, I'm going to learn how to tie my shoes and blow a bubble with bubble gum, be able to ride my bike without training wheels and be able to read. So I very much had this like hustle <laughs> achiever, go, go, go mentality since I've been, you know, four or five years old. And at different points in my life, like it really caught up with me physically. Uh, so, I mean, I was always like pushing myself to the max. I was like a yes, yes, yes girl. Let me do all the things. Receiving was not um, in my blueprint at all because I was such just a doer and a giver, which, you know, it got me here. But what I realized is it wasn't going to get me there because I had energetically, like, I had maxed myself out. So I, um, work now extensively with a doctor on healing my adrenal fatigue. I realized about a year and a half, two years ago that that's what was going on. Um, so I did hit that burnout place just in life and how I was showing up and trying to be everything for everyone, not having boundaries for myself and just showing up constantly in every way, shape and form. And then with my business, same thing that was happening is I was focusing so much on the strategy. I was focusing so much on like, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? Like, tell me what it is. And then like, again, that got me to a certain point, but then I felt maxed out because I was trying to do all the things and it wasn't necessarily getting to that next level and, you know, figuring out what that looked like for me. So burnout for me is like, you know, it's a mental piece, but it's also like the physical adrenal piece of it as well. And so when I realized that I was just tapped out of my energy, I was tired, I was exhausted. I wasn't moving my business forward. That's when I was like, okay, I need to dive into something else because all the strategy in the world won't save me if there's something that needs to be healed from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's huge. That's so cool. And I love how you're able to take that on board and then really um, now be able to teach that to other people because I think it's like, it's the same thing. And I almost like attribute it to, to the way the world has changed so much over the past, like, even 50 years, there's been, and then to be honest, like even in the past 10 years and 20 years, like there's been so much change in terms of like how business is done, um, what success even means to people anymore. Like the amount of opportunity that people have, like the average person has today is so huge that, um, kind of like the mentality of what we're taught to think it, what it takes to create quote unquote success is really much like old because it's kind of like what our grandparents thought that taught our parents and our parents kind of tried to instill that in us. Um, but there's been such an evolution in that, like you can create so much more balanced success and like holistic success. I always talk about where it's not just that you make money or it's not just that you have a title at your job. It's like you have um, work that you love, you have epic income and money and you have great relationships and you have really good health. Like you don't actually these days, in my opinion, have to sacrifice anything anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Like you can, you can have it all and like you're worthy and deserving of being able to have it in each area. Like one doesn't have to be compromised just for the other one, you know, to be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And so, um, interesting that you were saying as well that your background's in network marketing like as most people know like that's where I first started as well which I think like for so many entrepreneurs it is that place for them to get their kind of like you know learn what's up and kind of build a little bit of courage and self-belief to keep going and exploring what's possible for them and then there's some people who are still really really rocking it in the industry as well doing it simultaneously as uh, alongside other things and I'd love for you to talk about like what you really do because you uh, do I understand right that you still work with people in network marketing and outside of it as well? Like you do that? 
Yeah. Um, so it, you're so right. Like it is kind of like the gateway drug <laughs> for a lot of other entrepreneurial, you know, endeavors. I think for a lot of people, they, they get in there and then they either want to like go all the way with network marketing or they want to have some residual income and they want to create something of their own. So yeah, yeah you know, I work with a lot of network marketers and I work with a lot of people who either want to leave network marketing and do their own thing, or they still enjoy the residual income, but they more just want to do it more like an Amazon affiliate style where they're kind of talking about the products more so in like a lifestyle standpoint um, yeah. but and that versus growing a growing a team because obviously there's a, you know a few different ways but I truly believe like you can do both like you can have coaching programs if that's something that you want to do and you can be growing a team like it's fun to be able to funnel people in that way mm-hmm. and you know find the ways that work for you to be able to have multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And that's kind of like, um, even how I have it in a way, like there's still people quote unquote in my team, because I'm still partner with my network marketing company. For me, that's when like the light bulb moments really, really turned on as well, because there's a lot of people who are attracted by um, residual income. And I feel like when you look at the most successful people in the world, they all have multiple streams of income, like seven plus income streams. And residual income is also such a powerful income because for those of you listening who don't know what we mean by that, it's basically just like a reoccurring income that whether or not you're working, you can still get paid. Um, so you can turn it into something that um, that you, where you do both or, you know, whatever, which is so cool. So, um, what's, what's the main thing though, that you work with people on? Because I love this like program that I see that you have at the moment, which is ditch the DMS. (laughs) Talk to me about that. Like, what's that all about? Because I think like anyone who has been in network marketing or is in network marketing can probably relate to the, to the story behind this. Yeah. So, you know, I remember when I got started in network marketing, the, 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 a lot of the strategies that they teach are things that worked right when social media was, you know, really starting to boom and things were happening and it works for some people and it works for them because they believe that it works. And what I was struggling with, I'm like, I hate going on here, making a list of all the people that I know on my Facebook page and then sending them all like a cold message, essentially. I'm like, that never felt good for me to be able to reach out or feeling the need to like follow follow up five times because that's what they teach a lot. I mean, I'm sure it's very similar around all companies. It's like make a list of all the people, send them this message or send them like a, Hey girl, like how's your dog or something like that, where you're trying to make like an awkward connection. And it just feels super awkward. I gave the example of, you know, like when you're at the the mall and there's those people at the kiosk that like kind of follow you, like the perfume people. And they're like, you need this, you need this, like buy this thing. I'm like, it's the difference between that and going to Trader Joe's, like where you're just excited to be inside of there. The energy is really good because we as women one we buy a lot based on emotions but also we want it to be our idea like we don't like to be sold to so when I was creating this program I realized from my own standpoint I was like what did I do when I realized I was saying basically f the dms I'm like I'm not doing this anymore and so I was like how can you know you do it based on attracting people in and educating them and giving them a place to know like and trust you because in that moment too you're also creating a very sustainable business model yes you might get a lot of people if you do send dms um And that might work for some people like that feels really in alignment for them. They feel good with that. It's for the people that that doesn't necessarily work and feel right to them. They feel some weird thing in their stomach. Um, 
And so it's more so about, you know, attracting people, providing value, getting them into a warmer market with you, you know, having some sort of, you know, freemium, those sorts of things where people can really establish that no like, and trust. And then you're building long-term clients. So you're not just getting a quick $30 commission and then people are bouncing. Like you're getting those people that end up purchasing month after month, or they end up joining your team. Um, and so, you know, there's like, you said, you know, you do it more affiliate style. Like there's two different ways that you can run a network marketing business too, along with your own coaching stuff or insert passive income if you're not doing network marketing. So yeah, I just was like, I know that that's still a lot of what network marketing places teach because it, it does get some quick success. And like, that's what they want. I mean, from their business model, it makes sense. They want to see you have results very quickly. So then therefore that you stay. Um, but at what point then do you tap out of your warm market and sending messages and you're burnt out and you're stressed and you're overwhelmed, then, then what happens? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's like what I see a lot of people in the industry as well. It's like, it's, it's not as hard doing that at the start when it is your warm market, but it's like, once you get beyond that, it's like, you really have to be providing a different level of value in order to still get the same types of results. So that's really cool. So, um, you mentioned, um, freemiums. I'd love you for you to talk about that. And maybe for the audience that doesn't really know what that is or what that means, what is, what's that? Yeah. So I always describe it as like a landing pad for people. So there you have your sign outside of your door, which is like your niche, you know, who it is that you help essentially. And when they land on your page or your Instagram or wherever, they want to know, okay, like I'm struggling with this. Can this person help me, you know, get out of pain and get to my pleasure, you know, my desired end result. And so when they're getting, you know, that freemium, you want to have that strong call to action. That's basically that next step where they can work with you a little bit more. Because if you can take people from your social media, and move them into the next level hub with you, what is happening is it's going to make the sale really easy because we're buy, we, we buy based on people's energy and we buy if we know that they can help us and if we feel that we're being heard and we're being seen by these people. So mm -hmm. you have some sort of freemium. It could be a Facebook group. It could be, you know, something that you have in like a MailChimp or an email, um, you know, opt-in. Maybe it's a guide. Maybe it's a video series. Maybe it's a one-hour masterclass. I mean, insert any ideas. I think what I always try to tell my clients is think about what you like to opt into. Like I know for me, I'll, if I opt into an ebook, I'll never open it. If I opt into a one-hour masterclass, I'm more likely going to watch that. So also look at like your own... Um, uh, freemium habits, I guess the best way to describe it to see like what you're interested in. Um, but basically like you're solving, you're giving, you're solving a problem and you're giving them a very quick win in that moment. Um, so if you teach, you know, the five ways to, you know, burn belly fat or something like that, maybe in like the, the freemium, you're offering some quick tips or you're offering them, you know, how they can first get started or maybe something about their health, or if you're helping them with their, their business or something along that, whatever it is that you teach on, ask yourself, like, what's the first step that they need to be able to work with me and really experience a quick win and to be able to get into my energy and see that they can get results. So for me, something that I think is really important that I get a question about a lot is, well, what if I, you know, give all, what if I put all my best stuff in here, then what? Mm -hmm. And I think that, that we come from such like a lack mindset when we think if we put or give out some of our best stuff that people won't buy, like people are going to buy if they're like, holy shit, this is the freemium. Like I can only imagine what happens as I work with her further because it goes from information in that standpoint to integration and action and, you know, shit actually happens when we're mm -hmm. doing, you know, when we're invested 
bid and we're paying to play and we're getting a little bit deeper working with somebody. Um, but I don't ever think to like have that mindset that, oh gosh, if I put out something really amazing that people aren't going to buy it, it's going to make them want more of you because they're like, damn, like this is great. This has helped me. I'm, you know, getting this information and being able to have a transformation already. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And I love that because that's one of the reasons as well that I've, um, always given away, like I always do like little freebie challenges in my group or, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing, because, um, I, I, I'm not scared of that, um, giving away things for free. And I think it builds such incredible trust and rapport and stuff with your audience as well. Um, and in my perspective, it's like exactly what you said is so important. Like when you're giving away free stuff, generally people are just taking on information. Um, really when they're wanting to work with you, it's actually, you know, sometimes they think they want to learn specific things, but it's really more about, um, it's actually like being able to calibrate to a higher level of standard, being able to spend time with someone who has a mindset that's allowed them to create specific things in their life that you now get to be around, get to level up to, get to match, get to ask questions to. So it's more like the mastery that happens when you work with someone. So yeah, I think that's so huge. And that can never be given away in a freebie because it's literally a a process of working together. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So cool. So, um, what are like, um, in terms of creating, um, I guess more aligned habits as well around like, um, I suppose like there's the strategy around selling and, um, getting your offers out there and talking about it. And then there's the energetic work as well. Like what do you, what are some major tips you'd say around like a soulful selling? Yeah. Um, so I can kind of give, actually, I did a, a webinar on this the other last night, I think it is now, um, on kind of like my analogy of the word soul when it comes to mm-hmm. selling. So I can kind of break that down a little bit. I think mm-hmm. that would be helpful because it kind of ties in both like the energetics and the strategy piece of it. Yeah. So the S part of it is really about, you know, showing up, providing value, holding space for people and solving a problem. Like they want to know, like, can you help them? And then from there, like, do you have somewhere to nurture them? So when you're, you know, connecting with somebody, like, you're there to assess if, like, it's going to be the best fit for them. You're not there to convince them. You're not there to chase them. You're not there to make them want to work with you. Like, you're there to hold space. And if it's the right fit and they're a yes, then it's going to be a yes. Um, so that's a little bit about the, the S piece of it when you're thinking about this in kind of like a soulful selling way. The O would be like, you know, overcoming objections before they happen. Um, at some point, you know, they, don't, they may not see if you're getting a lot of objections around something um, that they don't see it as a priority in their life. And that means that you should probably be illuminating that a little bit more prior to the sales call or the messenger, however it is that you're connecting with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that you don't really need to be like the psycho ex-girlfriend that is like chasing them or following up. Um, hold space for them and also have the belief that if it isn't a right fit right now, then there's going to be more people that can say mm-hmm. yes to you moving forward in the future. So you're never coming from a lack mindset of there's never going to be enough clients. Like more always come if you trust and you hold that to be true. Um, but that you also, like I said, you know, you illuminate some of those objections before they even happen. And if you are getting a lot of those objections, two things is either happening. They are not seeing like that their result is either going to happen or a lot of times what's actually really happening is there's some something in us that's being mirrored out and we're attracting a lot of that back in. 
So if it's money, you know, think about your spending habits. Like if you're usually the person that waits right to the end, you're probably going to attract a lot of people that wait right to the end for your offer, you know, Mm -hmm. just to give you a quick example or whatever that looks like. So always like look inwards too, to see what you're attracting and see if there's maybe a piece of your money blueprint or your selling blueprint that you kind of need to dive into. Um, The you is like you go first. So I think awareness is everything. When we're aware, then we're able to create a new belief and we're able to shift from where we're at to, you know, where we want to, to where we want to be able to go. And it's helpful to remember, like, as you know, we're a leader, like we can understand and we can be able to hold space for people. And when we put ourselves and hold ourselves to a higher standard, we're going to attract that back in. Um, and the L is, you know, let go and trust, like be you, be a human when you're selling. I think we try to like look for a script or look for like the exact right things to say, but like really you're just there to like hear what they have to say, like mimic back a lot of the things that they're saying to them. Remember like in sales, people want to feel heard. Um, They want to feel seen. They want to know that you can help them and that they feel safe and supported. So show up the same way that you would if you were just having a conversation with a friend and get them really focused on that desired outcome, like where they see themselves being able to go. The more that you can do that in sales and you're just you and you hold that space and you guide them to the next best step that it's going to be to, you know, work with you if you believe that to be true, then you have the trust that it's either going to work and that they will come or somebody else is going to be coming. That's an even better fit. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that helps answer your question. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. It's such a good um, acronym for that. I was proud of myself for that. Oh my like, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should be. I love it. So good. And, um, and I think that like goes back to that abundance mindset that you were talking about. I think that's one of the key things like um, cause I remember when I first started as well, like unintentionally, um, I had like a lot of worry or fear around, um, you know, not being in there quick enough or not thinking of, a, of an idea first. And I think like a lot of people can resonate with that fear. Um, but it's so interesting because once you actually can start working on your abundance mindset and understanding that there's actually always more than enough people. And like, I honestly believe we have like soul contracts with people that we're meant to work with all our job is to show up exactly like you just said show up with like a clear vision in mind of really who you're here to help how you're here to help them what transformation you want to give them and then the right people will be attracted to you and I also love that you said that you know if you're noticing that it's not necessarily working how you imagine for yourself look within like um what are the things that people, what's stopping people? And then think about how that possibly is a reflection of you. Um, you know, if people are saying not right now, if people are saying I need to talk to my partner, if people are saying I don't have the money, if people, you know, like all of those things can be actually reflections as to what's going on within you. So that's huge. Yeah. And I think something that I always like to say to people too is, um, you know, if you want to be paid to be you as like a personal brand, then you have to be you. Like Again, you want to be that same person that you are in real life, that you are online and let people into your story. Like your story is what's going to sell for you and being able to show people, you know, the day to day of your life, even if you think it's super boring or whatever, you know, insert mm-hmm. thing that we think about our, our lives. Like mm-hmm. people are buying based on your story. They're buying if they're, you know, connecting with you and your energy. So it's like, if you're funny, be funny. Like if you're, 
you know, kind of quirky, be quirky, like bring out all of that in you and also share as much of your story over and over and over again. Um, cause that's how we connect with people. And again, women, when we buy on emotion, if you've never read the book, why she buys, it's a really, really helpful book just to kind of understand some of that. Um, but I think it's really, yeah, it's just really good to remember. Like we, if we're buying a personal brand, we're buying that person, they're buying your energy. And even if they're buying a product, like they could go buy that on Amazon, they're still buying you. Uh, so allow yourself to own who you really are too. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so good. And I think that's like a big thing that a lot of, um, a lot of clients that I work with have a fear around is like, Oh, but, um, I'm not doing anything interesting. And on that point as well of what you said, just sharing like the little day to day things, it's like share them. And also again, like be as real of a person. And with that, I mean, like, I mean, I'd love to hear your opinion on this as well as like getting on video as much as you would with like pictures and stuff like that. Because the thing is, is you can only connect with someone so much by a picture versus once you get on video and you like show your face and you like, you know, face the camera, that's really where, um, a lot of the connection is going to be built with people as well. Yeah, absolutely. And think about it kind of similar to like reality TV. Like we, yeah. like, I mean, I don't really watch it too much, but like, you know, we love to just sit there and stare at people and what they're like doing in their lives. And remember, even if you think your life is very boring or like there's not something exciting happening every single day, like people still just want to have those little sneak peeks into your life. So things like Instagram stories. Now remember with Instagram stories too, you know, most people, I think it's the stat right now is like 70 to 80% of people watch their IG stories on silent. So you want to do like closed captioning. So if you're talking yeah. about something, yeah. you're showing about something, like add that little piece in at the bottom where you're giving some really good information about what it's, you know, what you're talking about. Cause then people are going to turn it on if they see that it's going to be helpful. But for a lot of times we're doing it while we're doing something else. So the sound is off. Um, but I think the story right now is huge to be able to connect with people. It's very short sound bites. Um, and live video, you know, live on your personal Facebook page inside of your group, people are getting to know, like, and trust you. They're feeling your energy. Um, they're getting amazing content and, uh, you know, also podcasting. I mean, any way that you can get yourself into the energy of other people, whether that's through their earbuds, whether they're watching you and they just have it setting up while they're doing something else. Um, it's getting people in that way to, to know, like, and trust you in that form too. Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to clarify just like your definition of what it means, what no like trust means, because I feel like there's some people that might be like, what do you mean by no like trust? I mean, it sounds pretty self-explanatory, but can you go into it a little bit further? Yeah. You know, we're going to buy something from somebody if we get to know them a little bit more. So that's your story. If we like you, where we're feeling that we can relate to you. So you have that relatability factor. You have that credibility factor and the trust. Like we believe that you can really help us solve the problem it is that we have. And that, you know, we see that you're a real person. We see that you've also been where we're at. You're now in the place where we want to be able to go because your ideal client is usually, you know, can be just one step behind you. It's a lot of times old version of yourself. So think about what makes you know somebody, what makes you like them a little bit more. You kind of get into their energy and then how do you have that trust with them? You have that trust usually from getting some sort of win or some sort of experience when you're able to work with them. And then from there, the sell, like in the sale that happens is so easy because you've warmed them up. They've said yes to you a lot. So there's a whole idea of like the yes ladder, getting people to be like yes towards you that makes it you know, just really easy when you then have an offer, people are like, yeah, 
I'm in so that no like trust is real really like warming people up it's kind of like a crock pot like you put them in there and then like you let them simmer Mm -hmm. and then it's it's easy to convert and you don't ever feel like you're selling because you know in your heart that you've provided so much value to them that it's just the natural next best step for them to be able to go even deeper with you Exactly. And then um, the other aspect of that as well is like some people will, some people won't. But the cool thing is, is that you're going to keep providing this free content, like whether you're doing live videos or whether you're doing stories or podcasting or you have a group, like whatever you're doing, you're going to keep showing up in that space. So it's like a part of your tribe are always going to be like kind of like the raving fans that are just there as like support for you. And then there's going to be like a portion of the people that follow you that are going to buy from you. And there's, um, you know, like they're going to join your programs or your offers or whatever. And then there's going to be the people that work with you more premium, right? And I mean, I'm sure it all comes back down to the belief how exactly that spells out in your audience. But the thing is, you're always going to have a mixture of all of them, but all of them are so important. And so it's just like also really loving on your audience, like in my opinion, loving the people that are supporting you, that are liking your photos, like sending them good vibes, because they're the people that are there, they're watching you, they're supporting you. So remembering that like behind every like is a person who took a second of their life to do that, Um, you know, to double tap or to comment or whatever they've done. Um, And that's like, I think just such an important thing on an energetic level as well to to building that um, connection with your audience. Yeah, absolutely. Show up for the one person, like it's 100. I mean, get excited. I remember when I first started doing live videos, like my mom that would jump on and that would be the only person that like I would talk to. But it's like, you get excited instead of looking at, oh, it was only five people. Like that's five people. Like those five people are the catalyst for the expansion of when your brand becomes 50 and then when it becomes 500 and then it becomes 5,000. If you believe and trust in that consistency and you show up that way, like you're filling a whole room, you continue to create and bring that in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I know one thing you said earlier, I don't know like if we can like circle our way back there, but, um, uh, you were talking about, um, your own belief in your worthiness with the success that you have, um, is worthiness something that you tend to like work on a bit or have found, um, like a lot of your clients struggle with, cause it's kind of something I've been seeing a theme of, um, a lot lately where people are saying like, do you um, make money based on what you believe you're worth or, you know, like that whole conversation. Do you have any, do you have any points on that? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of like, you know, our worthiness is tied to, you know, how we've wanted to earn love most of our life, which stems to a lot of how we show, like how we showed up as a child. Um, and you know, how we, how we either tried to gain success. Um, so something I noticed a lot with my clients is I attract a lot of people that are high achieving, like they want to go, 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 do, do, do. But a lot of times like we did that so much in our life, um, to feel worthy and to feel enough and to therefore feel loved. And that started when we were little girls and that's how we showed up was my story too. Like I was like, okay, you know, people will love me if I'm perfect and I do all the right things Mm -hmm. and then therefore I feel worthy um, inside. So yeah, that's definitely something that I notice. Um, And there's also, you know, a big connection with being open to receive and allowing those things to flow into you. And when it comes to like owning your worth as far as your pricing um, goes, I mean, I guess if that's kind of like a part of the question that you had, uh, I think there's a big thing that happens with that. So it's like, I can, you know, we're all priceless. Like I can tell every single one of my clients, like you could charge thousands and thousands of dollars for your service, but we're all going to start somewhere. And then we're going to be able to grow because you have to also have like an activate that belief in yourself that this is what you're comfortable charging. Because if I just tell you to charge $5,000 and you're like, I can barely say that without wanting to throw up. Like you're not going to attract any clients in. 
at that level. So it's like, I'm always asking, okay, what feels good for you? Then what's like the next stretch where you're like, that kind of still makes me shit my pants a little bit, but I can say it and I know that I get there. And then you get a few people in at that rate and then you up level again and you go to that that next level. Um, but it's allowing yourself to, to own and to really just be aware that like you have such a gift and you have such a service and mm-hmm. that you can allow yourself to be seen, that you can allow yourself to receive that in. Um, so yeah, a lot of inner child, a lot of connection and a lot of just like owning who you are and the message that you have, what you've been through is what you've been through to be able to teach on it and to be able to help others and to kind of dive back into that as well. So that, I guess, to answer your question, yeah. uh, in a few different ways, that's usually my thought process and what I notice a lot with people that I work with too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And because I think like I agree what you said is like we're all priceless because I, I think like um, in a way we can also get our like worthiness tangled with how much money we make or like how much money we owe or all of those things because actually they're really really different things but when you break it down and you think about okay well where's this idea coming from that it might be to do with my worthiness it's like you know that that's when you can get into it a little bit deeper so I love those examples that you gave and so if you're listening right now and that's like you know resonating or you've ever thought that before maybe it's time for you to like journal a little bit on this and think about um where um some of this stuff might be coming up for you like where you really feel it because yeah it's like you'll once you shine light on it it's easier to dispel those beliefs and and up level from there so that's so cool and I love the point on pricing too Um, because yeah, you really have to be able to get behind your pricing, but also like still push yourself a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. And something else that just kind of came up from what you were saying is something that I have my clients reframe their mindset around their debt. Um, So a lot of times we'll attract, or for some reason we look at our debt and we're like, I can't do something because of debt or I am this because of debt. And like one, there's no like emergency around your debt right now, unless like someone's coming after you, then yes, that's a whole different, (laughs) different story. Um, you know, but it's what got you here. So like when in my, I have, um, you know, when I'm laying out like what I want to be able to make for the month and, you know, my next levels and all of that, I always like, you know, would put any debt that I had at like what got me here and like Mm -hmm. rephrasing it this way. Cause a lot of times it's your investments. It's things that if you didn't have the opportunity to put it on a credit card, you probably weren't going to be able to make the decision or have the experience or whatever it is that you were doing with that, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to go there, but also like releasing any, and, you know, forgiving yourself and releasing any, um, you know, negative, connotations that you have with your debt too. Mm, it's so huge. I always call like your debt, your blessings already received. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it's, yeah, it's so true. Like you, it's just there, the things that you already had to experience or got to experience, like that's why the debt is even there in the first place. So yeah, it's like, even with things like having to pay your phone bill, people are like bills and you're like, yeah, well, what's that getting you right now? Like your phone, like, your data to be able to like go online and scroll on Instagram like, <laughs> or build your business or whatever you do, right? Like there's just like so much that we can be grateful for if we reframe that. And it literally like, I think also like another topic is sometimes people think because they have debt, it means like that they, um, the money that they earn isn't worth something as well, but it's almost like there's like, this is like a whole other topic we could go into like in another episode, but it's like, there's like buckets, right? It's like, these things aren't all tied together. It's like, just because you owe money doesn't mean that the money you earn means any less. 
right? Like mm-hmm. it's, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. You don't walk around with that number on your forehead, like, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, I have this much, like that. I mean, it's just your perception of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we could totally go into like a whole nother thing, but I think it's the same thing with like weight too. Like mm-hmm. the only time that like you're really ever announcing your weight is when you're born. And we're so excited to figure out like how much people weigh, like, woohoo, she was eight pounds, eight ounces. Like how exciting is that? But it's like, <laughs> We're not like walking around with either our weight on our forehead or our, you know, amount of debt that we have or the amount of money that we earn. Like we just are. And people are excited about that. It's what we then internalize, like you were saying, if we mm-hmm. like, they're not the same, you know, like they're all these different buckets and it's all the different ways to look at what you earn versus what you have in debt. Like that is just our own internal reflection. So I love that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. Well, this has been so cool. I'd love to know if there's like anything that you're working on right now. Like what are you working on? What are you excited about? What's next for you? Yeah. Um, so something that I've been working on and I have, um, people coming is I have like VIP days. So that's been something just to kind of do like a deep dive with people that I've been really excited about. Um, and just really like owning, you know, who it is that I am in the online space, uh, to be completely honest and just like allowing that to be like, we all hit like, you know, a level and then we want to up level again and go into that next level. And with each level that you get at in your business, you have this awareness of, who you are, who you serve, what you do. You really just begin to own your gifts at each level that you hit. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's something that I'm excited about too, is just what that looks like and diving it into more because we're always expanding, we're always growing and um, just owning that. Mm, And I love that you said that as well is like owning where you're at because I feel like, um, I don't know if you've witnessed this, but like in a lot of my clients, I noticed that they, and it's, I think it's also because it's like similar in the sense of like people that are quite ambitious with like big goals and high achieving. And it's like, you, you kind of feel like you need to be further ahead than you are. And I totally had this when I first started, like I, um, was at a level and I was great exactly where I was, but in my head, I didn't feel good enough because I felt like I should be up at this level. So it was kind of like, I had this conflicted energy going on. Um, and then when I finally like realized what I was doing and I was like, okay, I'm just going to completely own where I'm at. I'm going to own the transformations that I've had. I'm going to show up for those people that crave that same transformation. Then it was like, suddenly clients would stop flooding in because my energy was just so strong around where I was. Um, and it's like, if you really could own where you were, your business would grow and you'd be able to actually level up so much faster as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you just, you trust and you, you let go of the control and the tight grip and, you know, you'd be open to receive whatever's going to come. It's going to be able to come to you as long as you're showing up and taking the inspired action, being consistent, have the belief that as you do that, that, you know, everything keeps flowing in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, well, this has been awesome. This has been so fun. I've loved having this conversation with you. Um, if people want to connect with you more, where can they find you? Yeah. So um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Erin Nicole Coaching, Erin Nicole Porter on Facebook, and then we're not to break through podcasts too. And then I have a Facebook group that goes along with that. So any of those places are perfect to get started. Okay. Amazing. And those are of course in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode, please screenshot it now, upload it to your Instagram story and make sure to tag us both so we can reshare it. Um, And we'd love to hear what you're enjoying most about the episode. Thank you so much for being here as well and listening. Thank you so much, Erin, for being on the show. I've loved it. Um, And to everyone else, I will see you again soon. Bye. Thanks again for
for joining me for this episode. It's been such a ride and I am so grateful for your time always. I just wanted to put a little shout out out there that I've just released my program channel, Your Inner Author, how to write and publish your book in just two months. So if you've been wanting to write a book, you've got to get on this and go check out the info, go look at the webpage, DM me for more info because um, it's going to be absolutely amazing and I cannot wait to see some epic authors emerge from this course. So that's going to be starting in just about over a week. So DM me now if you want info. Talk soon.